You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. We good, church? We ready? Yeah. All right. Um, before I start, I just want to start by saying that um, Pastor John and Pastor Johnny this morning stole my message. <laughs> Pretty much, not word for word, but, you know, between the two of them, they stole my points and they presented it. So... Um, if you didn't listen, I highly encourage you to do so because it was a fantastic message about faith. Um, but if you did, uh, I suppose what, what I'm going to say is how that in me for the last two years has shaped who I am today. So what I'm preaching to you all today about is how giving focus to your actions brings life. So just to reiterate a little bit of what I do, um, I play keyboard, I sing, I music direct at youth, I lead the creative, while also running the years 11 to, toy, 11 to 12, Boys Connect with my brother Jaden. And I guess I now preach too. <laughs> this hasn't always been the case though. A few years, uh, a couple years ago, about two years ago now, um, I really didn't want to be a part of what I'm doing now. And if I'm going to be honest, I knew I was supposed to follow the Bible and do what it says, but as much as I wanted to care, my heart wasn't in it. I served and followed out of obligation and nothing more. That's different now. What was once I have to play the keyboard because I'm rostered on is now I get to, I want to. What was once I don't really want to interact with others because it's, you know, I'd rather be on my own is now I get, I get to, I want to. I'm now actively confronting my fear of public speaking and even though I can't stop shaking, I'm here to share my heart and I'm excited to do so. So, what happened? What changed? Have ever, any of you ever stopped and wondered, why do you do what you do? Are you invested in what you were doing, or are you just going through the motions? If you are serving, are you doing so because you feel like you have to? Do you only go to work just to pay the bills? Are there people in your circle that you don't interact with because you'd be much easier to keep to yourself? So, as I said before, I'm here to share my heart and how, fo- how bringing focus to your actions can bring life. And I have... Two points. I have a word I really like to use. It's become a catchphrase. Some of you know it, but for those who don't, I'll read the verse where I got it from first. And it's, been, it's my favourite verse over these last two years. It's Matthew seven thirteen to 14, where Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Only a few find it. You have to actively look. It's not something you stumble into. It's, you, don't, you don't just end up there. And this is my first point. You have to be intentional. To be intentional about finding the path that leads to life means that you carry the purpose, direction and weight of it 
of what that means and you act with that in mind. It's a choice to focus on actions and the meaning behind them. I want to be physically healthy, so I'll watch what I eat and exercise regularly. I want to have good relationships with the people around me, so I'll make time for others and be a good person to them. What was once, I have to play keyboard because I'm rostered on, has become, I want to play keyboard because in doing so, I get to be a part of God moving in people. What was once, I didn't really want to interact with others, is now, I have the opportunity to sow something into the life of another. Being intentional about our actions gives them substance. And rather than being meaningless and thoughtless, they become filled with the defined worth that we have actively set. That sounds fantastic, right? Who doesn't want to feel like everything they do has worth? Unfortunately, you won't suddenly wake up one morning and say to yourself, Oh, I feel like I'm going to be healthy in exercise. Feelings, more often than not, follow after action. Which brings me to my second point, take a step. Jesus said in Matthew 6.21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The verse that Johnny read this morning. So where you put your time, effort, time and money, that's where your heart is. However, this also means that if you intentionally move your treasure somewhere, by choice, your heart will follow. You actively involve yourselves in study. You invest your time, your resources. You're going to care about the results you get. As opposed to if you sign up, but you don't put in any effort, no time, and, you know, who cares what happens, you know? You're not invested because you, you haven't put yourself into it, you know? You actively involve yourself with other people. You start caring deeply about their health and well-being. You start serving in youth to see, to see teens saved from pain and suffering. And I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, but what can sometimes just be a number you hear on a Sunday becomes something you've had a part in. You become the part you become part of the reason that a team may see an eternity with Jesus. And that's a big deal. If we start to put our treasures into the things of God, whether we feel like it or not, our hearts will eventually be set on heavenly things. And you will wake up one morning and say to yourself, since when did I care so deeply about this? So a bit about me over the last two years. Um, I think it was about February 2019, I was sitting in one of those chairs listening to someone up here preach. I don't remember who was talking or what was being said, but uh, I had just been going through the motions. I was playing the keyboard, but I kept doing so because I had already been doing it and I didn't want to, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't doing it out of a heart of, you know, serving God, serving people. Um, you know, I just said to myself, this, I can't keep doing this. Something will eventually give. You know, I had, there was no purpose in it, there was no direction, there was no weight in any of it. So, yeah, it was just day in, day out. So, for the first time in a long time, I earnestly prayed to God, I want to change. 
So how do I change? And for the first time in a long time, you know, I, I felt, you know, I heard a whisper. Just wow. give it a few weeks. And then a few weeks later, Pastor John approached me and asked me if I was inter interested in joining interns for the year. So I took a step. And even, even though it was, you know, my heart wasn't necessarily there yet, but I thought, well, this is as good as anything, so I might as well walk into this. I had no idea where I'd end up at the beginning. I didn't wake up the morning after taking my first step and have, suddenly have it all figured out. But I decided I'd trust God in his process, which wasn't and still isn't always easy, but it's always worth it. All I knew was that I wanted to change. So with that as my focus, I took one step, then another, one foot in front of the other, and I started serving at youth. I, I stepped up in creative. I'm here now. No. I started putting my treasures in him. I started using my time, my energy, to sow into the, you know, the kingdom, to, taking opportunities as they came. So, and while being intentional about each step. And who thought I'd be standing here preaching at church? I was the last person who was thinking something like that. That, that was not something I would have done a couple of years ago. But now I stand here with purpose, with direction, with a conviction, with a focus on God and people, with the security that comes with knowing that God has appointed me for such a time as this, to be an influence on those around me, to build others up, and to build the kingdom of God here now. Compared to the me of a few years ago, who didn't have this focus, who was just going through the motions, taking that step, being intentional, what was once dead in me has certainly come alive. So, how can we as a church be more alive? I think Pastor Tim put it in a great way, fantastic way. One more person. Everything we do is to reach and save one more person. If we can be intentional and step forward with this as our focus, if we can really get behind that vision, the amount of life that we will see over the coming season... I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. So, serve at church. Get involved with people. Don't be afraid of sharing your faith at work or with friends. So when you become part of the vision, you're intentional, you take a step, you receive so much more than you give. You come alive. So, let's bring focus to our actions. Let's be intentional and take a step. If in doing so, we earnestly search for God, he will move our hearts. And though it may not come all at once, I can testify to the fact that once you start taking steps towards the one who saves, he will catch you and lift you up to all that he has created you to be. And you can just watch in awe as the dead and broken things inside you come to life. So good, Nick. I love that thought about being intentional. And then we don't, we don't have to, we get to. 
So good. And whether you know this God that we're talking about and whether this is your first time and you might just be checking out this church, that is so applicable to every area of your life, whether you know God or you don't. So thanks, Nick. It's awesome. I'm about to invite up another person who is very special to me, um, Gabby. Gabby and her husband, Zion, lead one of our young adult connect groups um, here at Ipswich. Um, Gabby has been coming for about just over a year, and I remember the first day I met her, I saw her sitting in one of these rows, and I felt God place in my heart, that girl is going to be your friend. <laughs> and um, I made a beeline for her, I introduced myself, and since that day we've been inseparable. But what I love about Gabby is her heart for God and for service. She is someone who won't move until God has directed her, said something to her. She is completely 100% obedient. So she's here tonight to share. So why don't we welcome her as she comes out? Am I on? Yeah, cool. Thanks, Tash. Um, for, like Tash said, my name's Gabby and my husband and I have been blessed and privileged to call Centro our home church for the last year. Um, we're one of the Connect Group leaders for our young adults, which we love. Um, we currently don't have any children, but we do have a dog called Oakley and a puppy called Moose. Um, the grumpiness and lack of sleep we are currently getting sort of indicates we won't be having children anytime soon. <laughs> Um, tonight, I want to continue on from what Nick has spoken about with focusing on our actions and continue with focus but looking at the mind. As Nick has spoken about, it's so important to be intentional with our actions. Um, and I want to expand on that, digging deeper into how what we are doing with our thoughts and what actions we are taking from those are so important with what we're doing for our path and walk with God. I want to start with scripture. So we're making our way to Proverbs 4, starting at 20. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words, no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth, and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. So when Tim asked me to speak tonight, I was extremely honoured, excited and full of ideas. Um, but when I actually sat down to start thinking and praying about what I wanted to say, I became quite overwhelmed, which isn't uncommon for me. But one thing that is uncommon, that no matter how hard I focus, sought God's word that I didn't know where to start. But I knew that I wanted to be myself tonight and I wanted to be real. So I'm going to let you get to know me a bit more. <laughs> I am ridiculously organised. I like everything done two weeks before it has to be done, and if it isn't, my thoughts become really cluttered. Same with my house being spotless. If it isn't, I get very frustrated, something I wish my husband would understand. <laughs> 
I am. I have had times where I think where I've felt less than good enough because of what other Christian expectations have been of me. So I never try and appear to be someone I'm not. I'm not a perfect person, and I'll be the first to admit it. And I'm an overthinker. I can pretty much turn any situation into the worst case scenario until I have sought God. Um, being even more honest, the other day when I sat down in the kitchen to start thinking, praying, and writing what God wanted me to say today. I was filled with thoughts of, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, Tim should ask someone else. At the same time, I also know that I'm a child of God, I'm made in his image, I'm forgiven for my thoughts and worries, and that he hasn't given me a spirit of fear, he's given me a spirit of peace. So that actually got me thinking, if I knew all this, then why in this moment wasn't that enough? And that's where my title comes in tonight which is focus on the mind, it's not what you think. It wasn't enough because of what I actually did after having these thoughts. My thoughts and leading to me doing nothing. I led myself to distress. <laughs> I'd talked myself out of doing anything. I was in denial that I had to do anything. And in that moment, I was frustrated. And the last thing I wanted to do was continue praying when I had been praying all morning. I was so focused on what I thought I had to say that I didn't focus on what God actually wanted to say, and I started acting on how my thoughts were making me feel. Now, I'm pretty into health and all those type of things, and one of my favorite authors, Dr. Caroline Leaf, is also a scientist um, of Switch on Your Brain and a cognitive neuroscientist. Her um, knowledge and work is on neuroplasticity. The brain is neuroplastic, which means it can change that thinking changes the brain and affects behavior. What we say, think, and do changes the structure of our brain, including the flow of neurochemicals, which means where you focus your attention, how the chemicals and wiring your brain change and function ultimately affect how you change your actions. So what does this mean when I was having these thoughts? When I was having these thoughts, I set my brain into an alarm mode, which read, led to the release of the chemical cortisol, which warns me against danger. This then releases more cortisol, which leads to more negative thinking, and since my brain thought I was in danger, I went into flight mode. I resorted to physically taking a step so my brain didn't think I was in danger anymore. Taking no action at all. Taking a path that's always aligned with the enemy of standing still rather than the walk that God actually wanted me to take. One thing Dr. Caroline Leaf's studies have also shown is that a good thought and a good choice rewires everything back to its original healthy state. Basically, science proving that we can renew our minds. And that's where I want to go tonight. I want to take us on a journey where I'm showing you how God's intention for us is to pull our minds and thinking back to his path um, and show you how to do that. <laughs> So when I was having all these thoughts, there was also a whisper going on in my head saying, that's not my voice, it's yours. <laughs> Obviously, this was God, but I just wasn't listening and I was choosing where I focused what I was hearing. But God's words and voice is never going to lead to you creating negative and stressful chemicals in your brain. Verse 20, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, I will impart true life and radiate health into the very core of your being. Everything you add here adds to what you're allowing to penetrate into your spirit and into your mind. 
So much that just as God's word said, it physically affects your health with the chemicals that you're allowing your brain to create. My first point of tonight being focus on what you hear. Do you seek other people, even Christians' opinion, or do you ask God? And even if you do ask God, who do you choose to listen to? Because that's going to create the action that you take next. Allowing God's voice to be louder and larger in volume than the other voices you listen to is going to start allowing you to take steps towards the actions, as Nick puts it, that have purpose, weight, and direction. Fill your home, your walks, your car with worship music, with God's word, the audio Bible, um, and filter your thoughts physically. Making a list and comparing that to the word of God. If the action you're about to take doesn't line up with what God's word said, then it's more than likely your own action and not one that God's intended for you. And God speaks to everyone differently. And sometimes it can feel like his voice is silent, but he is always speaking through his word. And this never changes. If you are doubting, if your next step doesn't seem possible because what you are telling yourself, then write common scriptures and make this your booklet of armor. For me, I can't do this, but Philippians 4.13 says, God, through God, all things are possible. Luke 1, nothing is impossible with God. Romans 8, if God is for us, then who can be against us? My second point, focus on what you say. Verse 23, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words, no matter what. So perverse actually means contrary to the evidence, and in this case, our evidence is the Bible. Are you reiterating your thoughts and brain pathways by what you say? And I know this scripture is often spoken about, but I want to come at it from a different perspective. Depending on who you're around and who you are saying things actually determines the thoughts that are going to play out. So 2020 for us wasn't the best year, like a lot of us, but it was going to be the year that we bought our first house. We had this plan to move out about an hour away. Great price, great land, nice and quiet. We'd been praying about it. Um, We'd been asking God to bless it, and we'd also been talking to our friends and family, and they were praying and encouraging us too. Um, About six months down the track, we weren't any closer to having a built house, and if you've ever built a house or bought one, you would know how frustrating this can be. Um, But it was at this point we actually realised we hadn't been asking God the hard question if it was actually what he wanted us to do. After we started asking this question, things fell apart pretty quickly and we realised that it was clearly not what God wanted us to do and we pulled out. We could have saved a lot of time and a lot of unnecessary actions and taking the wrong path if we had just gone to God straight straight away paying attention to what we were asking him. My point is, know your audience and choose accordingly. God wants to hear your thoughts first, always, and sometimes God hearing your thoughts is actually all that's needed when you're saying and asking the right things. We go straight to our friends and family, though, because we expect them to have the answer rather than God. And surrounding yourself with great Christian friends and family is 100% needed, Um, and awesome, but when you're saying and asking the right things to God, you actually avoid dishonest speech, and this can actually help your actions be based on God's voice and not the consequences of the conversations that you're having with other people. And my final point tonight, focus on what you see. Verse 25, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignoring life distractions. 
Watch where you're going, stick to the path of truth, and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. When having to make a decision or having a bad thought, where do you set your gaze physically? Do you open up Facebook? Do you focus on what other people are doing? Or do you look at God's work, look at his creation? Or even better, do you look at yourself because you're created in God's image? Take yourself out of your environment and see something new and see a new perspective. Instead of where you, looking at where you are right now, look at where God has brought you from and where he is taking you to. Standing still is only going to reiterate and show you the things you have seen over and over again. Allowing God more space, allowing more time to show you something new and show you the things that he has fulfilled in your life and that he plans to do. Don't look at where you are now and try and don't look at where you are and where other people are and try and align your path with theirs instead of the path that God has intended for you. God created us in a physical body for a reason. So he's given us the tools and the wisdom to know how to use this and he's given our way ways to ensure our thoughts, which are physical, can, can become godly actions. You can think and pray as much as you want, but God isn't going to do all the work for you. Focus on what you hear. Base your next step on what God has to say and not your own voice. Focus on what you say. Sorry, here. Focus on what you say. Choose your path based off what you have to say to God and not what you have to say to other people. And focus on what you see. Follow God's journey for your life and not someone else's. Where your thoughts are, who you are thinking are like, that will determine your next steps. Are you doing things to think so you're thinking like a slave, living in sin, or are you living like you're forgiven, that Jesus has authority over your brain, and that that means you have an action that you can take that's going to align with him? Pay attention to your thoughts you are having and what you are doing about them, allowing chemicals and movement to occur with a focus on God rather than yourself. Thank you for listening to this podcast.